Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People who live by Rotary's motto of service above self. And today our very special guest, boy are we honored with this, um, is the president of Rotary International, Ray Klingingsmith. Well, good morning, President Ray. Good morning. Happy to be with you. We're delighted and honored to have the president of the 1.2 million member Rotary International with us right here on Radio Rotary. And uh, President Ray, you're speaking to us from where? Evanston, Illinois, the, the Rotary headquarters. Well, we're, we're just thrilled to have you here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. And for those listeners who may not be Rotarians and may not understand what Rotary is all about, tell us a little bit about what is Rotary, its history, and um, why you got involved. Uh, of course, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, Rotary is a collection of service clubs all around the world. The very first Rotary Club was started here in the Chicago area, downtown Chicago, in 1905 by a young lawyer named Paul Harris. It grew very quickly, and um, by 1910 there were 16 Rotary Clubs in the United States, and they came together for the first convention here in Chicago and formed the National Association of Rotary Clubs. It subsequently became the International Association of Rotary Clubs, and then in 1922 it took on its current name of Rotary International. And uh, that great uh, history of service has been continuing for over 100 years. How did you first get involved and interested in Rotary? Uh, two ways. Uh, my father was a Rotarian uh, for, uh, oh gosh, he joined Rotary when I was about 10 years old uh, in our little town in Missouri, which is smaller than town than most of yours in in the New York area. Well, we have, some, we have some small towns, President Ray, I assure you. Oh, I don't even oh, have oh, a stoplight uh, in my town, so <laughs> 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 I'm lucky to have a post office. <laughs> well, I grew up in this little cow town of 2,000 uh, people, uh, and my father was a Rotarian, but at that time, uh, the children of Rotarians were still eligible for Rotary scholarships, and I was uh, fortunate to win a Rotary scholarship and enjoy it a full year of study at the University of Cape Town in South Africa. And, you know, that, that's a fascinating story that you shared with us at the Rotary International Convention in Montreal of how you got to South Africa. Today, of course, our exchange students, we have a very big exchange student program in Rotary, they fly in from Italy, from uh, the Orient, from all over the world, but you didn't fly. Tell folks how you got there. Well, uh, at that time, it was still cheaper to uh, take a freighter ship, and I took a Lifeline freighter ship called the James McKay from oh. New Orleans to uh, Cape Town, and uh, we were at sea for 28 days, 28 full month days. of February. Well, that must have been quite an adventure for a young man. How was the oh, food? Oh, the food was, was wonderful. We... Uh, uh, they were limited to 12 passengers. As I recall, uh, we had about seven passengers, and we ate with the officers, and uh, the food was good. Uh, the days were sunny, uh, good time to catch up on reading. I traded books with the fellow passengers, and my cabin mate was a retired Navy captain who had been first in World War One as an enlisted man, then won a, an appointment to the Naval Academy became an officer and retired as a captain after 
traveling the world, and uh, he was just must a wealth been, of information. Must have been fascinating. And we're oh, going to uh, we're going to celebrate with you uh, a special anniversary of that trip out to South Africa from New Orleans at our upcoming. Rotary International Convention in New Orleans, where Radio Rotary will be bringing their microphones. We will uh, be good. there. We will be there uh, in May of 2011, and we. Well, good. Let me know where you'll be. I'll be happy to join you again. Oh, thank you. We were going to put in a plug I, I, for another connection. There, I don't know if you want to shamelessly. That's, that's right. I don't know if you want to tell us what anniversary of that trip it'll be. <laughs> it'll be 50 years. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. So, all right, you, you know, you went as a group study. Uh, I'm sorry, it's an exchange student. Uh, and that's your first taste of Rotary, other than you know hearing from your dad about his Rotary Club meetings. Um, what made you decide to join as an adult? Well, um, I was very impressed with um, not only what I saw in Rotary in, in uh, Unionville, my hometown, uh, the Rotarians there. It was a club of 60 people, very active in community projects. Uh, and then when I was in South Africa, I saw the internationality of Rotary and um, and the force of tolerance. Uh, at that time, um, there was a, a constant discussion between the English uh, South Africans and the Afrikaans South Africans about the racial situation, and as, as it continues today uh, in a different context. Uh, but uh, they spoke different languages, but at Rotary meetings, they would alternate. One week, they would speak Afrikaans, the next week, they would speak English. And I, th I thought that was a wonderful display of tolerance and diversity. And uh, that has been very helpful all over the world, where those instances have occurred where there's diversity, but Rotarians just seem to walk, walk past the diversity and not worry about it. Now, Rotary International President Ray Klingensmith, our very special guest here on Radio Rotary, this exposure to uh, other people in other lands, was that, did that inf influence you in your pick of your theme? Because every Rotary International president gets to pick a theme. Uh, some of your predecessors picked uh, themes like making dreams real and the future of Rotary's in your hands. Tell us what your theme is and what it means to you and what you hope it means to other Rotarians. Well, the theme is building communities, bridging continents. And uh, the purpose of my theme is to uh, twofold. One is to give non-Rotarians a glimpse of what it is that Rotary does, and also to give Rotarians pride in what we do of building communities, bridging continents, because our organization does it better than any other organization in the world. Can you cite some examples for our listening audience? Oh, of course. Uh, as far as building communities is concerned, uh, you know, when Rotary Clubs come together once a week and bring friends uh, together and they talk about the good things that's happening in the community, that alone improves communities by just having the these The fellowship, clubs. yeah. Right, the fellowship and the pride in the community. Uh, next, uh, they, we promote high ethical standards, uh, integrity, and uh, that's healthy for a community to have a group beyond the churches, who actively believe that honesty is the best policy. Uh, and as you know, the four-way test uh, is very important in the life of a Rotary Club. And incidentally, uh, Lacey J. Dalton, a country and western singer that's, uh, that's well-known, recently wrote a song about the four-way test. Is that right? Yes, uh, yes. And she'll be performing that at the convention, convention. in New Orleans. We're going right. to have to get a copy and make we that are. our new theme song for the show. <laughs> 
Uh, Maybe we could get an interview with with her as well. Maybe she'll let us have uh, a a duet with you. (laughs) It's my understanding that she has a sister that had polio, and of course you know uh, our involvement in polio eradication, so that's the natural tie that I think led her to write the song. Uh, She's a neighbor of Steve Lewis, who's the district governor in Reno, Nevada, and uh, so we're looking forward to a relationship, uh, uh, long-lasting, I think, with Lacey J. Dalton as, as she sings this new song. That's fabulous. And of course, the King and Trio, that uh, is a group of four Rotarians in Grand Junction, Colorado, they've also written a song called The Four-Way Test, which is very popular. So it, we'll it gets a, a lot of press. <laughs> we'll have a bit of a playoff. Um, yeah, they'll President- also be there. Uh, one one other thing, then, of course, what really makes us important in the communities are our community service projects, and it's estimated that our 33,000 clubs around the world invest a billion dollars every wow. year into their communities. Just say that Amazing. again. One billion dollars. Uh, one billion. With a B. Directly infused into our immediate right. communities. That's something right. that we all can be very proud of as Rotarians. Oh, yes. Now, I, I'd like to just deviate a little bit okay. quickly. You have a wonderful southern accent, and as a, as a uh, native from Louisiana, south Louisiana, from, from where does your accent come from originally, President Ray? Uh, north Missouri. There you it's, go. Um, even though it's north Missouri, Missouri was a border state, and uh, we were settled by Kentuckians. And uh, so we we tend to speak a bit southern, although you get south of the Missouri River, it's even more pronounced. Yes. Well, one of the th- things that we do in radio, we try and obliterate our accents, and you can't tell that Sarah <laughs> is a native from New Orleans, as she tells me how to pronounce it. Right? Correctly. Right. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. President I'm from Ray. Brooklyn. And, oh, okay. and Jonah claims he has no New York accent. <laughs> I, however, can detect it even when he's saying nothing that he has a New York accent. Well, let me remind our <laughs> listeners that they are in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebwasser. My co-host is the lovely song of the south sarah o'connell <laughs> and our very special guest is rotary international president ray Klingensmith. and sarah who brought us radio rotary this week well radio rotary is brought to us by rotary district 7210 and the clubs of arlington cairo carmel chester chestnut ridge congers valley cottage fishkill highland hyde park kingston kingston sunrise and Lagrange. and we'll be back with more of radio rotary after these important messages in 1985 While polio was paralyzing 1,000 children a day, Rotary International committed to a goal, a goal of ending polio worldwide. Very soon now, after contributing nearly $600 million and immunizing over 2 billion children, the goal will be achieved. Eradicating polio worldwide. That is humanity in motion. That is Rotary. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And we're the hosts of Radio Rotary, heard Friday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. We have exciting news. Starting in October, we're hosting our very own website, www.radiorotary.org. Not only that, you can subscribe to our new podcast on iTunes or on our new website. So click here today. That's www.radiorotary.org. Hudson Valley Talk Radio.com. 
Hi, welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell, and I am joined this morning by my wonderful and regular and just dynamic co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. And we are honored today with being able to chat one-on-one with the president of Rotary International, and that means the global guy, the guy in charge of the whole shooting match. 1.2 million members. Say that again for our listeners. I think it's 1,200,000 members. I haven't counted lately. I bet, I bet you our guest knows. He will. And, that, and our guest is President Ray Klinging-Smith. And he is um, coming to us live from the Rotary International offices, public relations offices, right. offices in, in, Evanston, in, Illinois. in Illinois. Welcome back, President Ray. Thank you. Glad so, to be back. So how many members do we have as of this morning? Uh, between 1.2 and 1.3 million members uh-huh. around the it's world and 33... Between 33 and 34,000 clubs in about 200 countries. It's actually 1.3 million and five because uh, I made a special guest appearance this morning at the <laughs> Kingston Sunrise Club here in uh, Ulster County and uh, inducted five new members. Yeah, five Jonah, newest members of Jonah is um, <laughs> leading the charge in our district on uh, yeah. membership on a district level, and he is a past president of his Rotary Club and a past assistant district governor. Right. So if people are listening to us on Hudson Valley Talk Radio or around the world on iTunes or on our new website, www.radiorotary.org, want to join the fun of Rotary, uh, you've heard from uh, President Ray Klingsmith how much fun it is and the great service and fellowship, go to www.rotary.org. That's rotary.org. Click on the club locator button, type in your own hometown, and you'll find out where your local club meets and what time and when and, and come I join must us say, for the fellowship and the food. I must say, if you're on the fence or curious about Rotary on uh, the international website, there's a wonderful um, interview with uh, President Ray talking about his, and on our, our uh, website as well, RadioRotary.org, Radio Radio District 7210. President Ray is sharing with us his cowboy logic. What is cowboy logic, President Ray? <laughs> it's common sense. Uh, but uh, uh, I like a song by Michael Martin Murphy called Cowboy Logic. It, uh, it's both uh, entertaining and it has some wisdom. And so uh, that's become my mantra is to talk about cowboy logic. Well, that's great. Now, in the first part of our show, we were talking about some of the great things Rotary does around the world, including the um, abolition of <coughs> polio. Now, you know, uh, President Ray, you and I are of a, a s- certain generation. Sarah, of course, is younger than springtime, but she doesn't remember, <laughs> as you and I do, the days when polio was a tremendous fright for our parents. We remember President Ray when uh, polio was a scourge that uh, swimming pools were closed down, uh, movie theaters were closed down. I remember as a Cub Scout um, visiting a fellow Cub Scout who was in an iron lung because he contracted polio. And most people think that polio is finished, it's been conquered and cured because of the Salk and Sabin vaccines, as it was here in the United States. And yet, isn't it true that polio still afflicts children in various parts of the world? Oh, it does. Uh, Fortunately, far fewer children than when uh, Rotary started down the path of uh, eradicating polio. In 1979, when we started in the Philippines and followed Dr. Albert Sabin's instructions about uh, called National Days of Immunization, where we immunize all the children in the country on a weekend because there are no health records to know who has received the vaccine and who has not. We use the oral vaccine. At that time, there were 500,000 500, cases of paralytic polio a year. 
50,000 wow. deaths. Uh, we have lowered that to uh, approximately 1,500 cases a year, which is a reduction of 99.9%. And we've lowered the number of endemic countries from 120 to 4. And uh, the good news is that uh, in Nigeria and India, which have been the hardest uh, to overcome the virus because of the density of the population in certain areas. Uh, last year, uh, India had 400 cases at this time of year. This year, they've had 38. In Nigeria, last year, they had 300 cases. This year, they have seven. So we are making wonderful progress, and we're about to put the cork in the bottle. So it's been called inch by inch or the last inch. And That's right. Rotary has um, been honored with um, some grant opportunities. President Ray, can you share that with our listening audience to help 100% to eradicate this terrible disease globally? Right. Uh, we've had some wonderful partners. Uh, we partnered in 1988 with the World Health Organization, UNICEF, and Centers for Disease Control. And uh, we plugged away for uh, 20 years uh, in a very effective partnership. And then uh, two years ago, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh, came to the front and uh, that's said Mr. they would Mi help. That's Mr. Microsoft. Yes, that's right. Uh, and we formed a very good uh, relationship with the Gates Foundation. In fact, there's a representative next door in a meeting of the International Polio Plus Committee that's uh, meeting as we speak and a representative from all of the people, all of the organizations I've mentioned, including the Gates Foundation. Uh, but the Gates Foundation first gave us $100 million with the understanding that we would raise a matching $100 million. And they said um, they knew they could trust us to do that, so they just wire-transferred $100 million to us. It's amazing. And we... Uh, then they offered another $255 million if we would raise another $100 million. So we have this $200 million commitment to match $355 million from the Gates Foundation. And uh, we have now raised $145 million of the 200 So we're going to finish that campaign about a year early. We had until 2012. We expect by the time of the convention in New Orleans in May, we will have succeeded in raising our challenge grant of $200 million. Well, that's just terrific. And, you know, that money goes a long way because the individual uh, dose of polio vaccine for that child is only pennies apiece. And Rotary doesn't just throw money at this problem. We have Rotarians, even from our own district here at 7210 in the Hudson Valley, who have gone overseas to India, to Africa, and other places to okay. help, help with distribute. the... Um, inoculation of these children by putting the drops in their in their mouth from the uh, that's right. containers. The, that's a good not, point. Uh, they good. not only help with the immunizations, they bring uh, media attention by their presence, and that's helpful in those countries as well. I was just at a polio summit in Abuja, Nigeria, and uh, there were a number of uh, people there from the developed world who just came to show support and to do what they could to help. 
You know, um, President Ray, that brings to mind um, uh, uh, when we we all gather for fellowship. You had talked uh, touched on that in the past segment. That the, it, for for most people, a rotary becomes after a while. You may join a club because you were invited, or there was something that piqued your interest. And and but then there's always a magical moment for most Rotarians where they stop being a member of Rotary and they become a Rotarian because it becomes a way of life for all of us. A Rotarian for life. A Rotarian for life. Did you have a magical moment like that? Well, other, other than appearing so, on Radio Rotary, of course. <laughs> see, well, no, but seriously, well, that's a serious question. Just the culmination of all those experiences. <laughs> You're kind to say so. Uh, no, it uh, it happened sometime in South Africa. I I don't remember the the time or the place. It, it was cumulative experiences mm-hmm. during that year. Well, it would be your South African adventure, shall we say? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, of course, and ro- incidentally, I might yes, go ahead. Might Sorry. mention that I'm. Um, have organized an event in Cape Town on the first week in February next year that I invite all Rotarians, and for that matter, non-Rotarians, to attend. Uh, it's to uh, try to reconnect with alumni who have ever studied or visited in any place in Africa or who have been sponsored by the districts in Africa, both scholars and GSE team members. And the second part of it is a Projects Expo, uh, to increase and encourage additional international service projects in Africa. It's well, part of our Reach Out to Africa initiative that uh, is working very successfully. And there should be more information on that, I'm sure, on the Rotary International website. What, one yes, point I'd like, like to bring is that we've talked a lot of big numbers. We've talked very globally today. I want to just boil it down to our listening audience very quickly. There are Rotary clubs in all of our communities around here. And the monies, it's not just about billion-dollar grants. Rotarians raise money penny by penny, everything from a little coin box you might see on a counter next to a coffee uh, uh, station in your place of business to um, fundraisers within your community. Um, it, 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 for service it, projects in that community. For service projects in that community and then monies raised, raised to go into international projects such as the eradication of polio. So I just wanted to bring that that moment back home. And are, do we have one second left or we, do well, we need to thank well, our sponsors, Jonah? No, 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 Jonah? not yet, but we're going to ask President Ray okay. in the, in the we have left what he hopes to accomplish in the rest of his uh, term because we have about 30 seconds sir okay well uh, we're trying to modernize uh, rotor international uh, it's always easiest just to continue to do things the way you've always done them but we're taking a fresh look seeing how can we utilize better practices to help the clubs and districts because that's where the service work is really conducted so support and strengthen the clubs that's our goal Rotary International President Ray Klingensmith, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. And tell us, uh, Sarah, who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? This week, Radio Rotary is brought to us by Rotary District 7210 and the clubs of Millbrook, Newburgh, New Paltz, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Port Jervis, Poughkeepsie, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster. For Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next Friday morning at 9 a.m. for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio.
What would you do if a friend, coworker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver.